Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Today's show sponsor is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Now, we all know I've been drinking AG1 as part of my morning routine for months now, and it makes me feel like I'm giving my body something good first thing in the morning to get the day started on the right foot, an early win. For me, the fact that it supports my immune system has been a game changer. Every week, I'm pushing my body to its limits, and to be honest, getting sick used to be a big part of my season that I just accepted. So frustrating to put so much effort in, reach a target event, and then get sick. But AG1 has helped me build a really healthy foundation. Even if you're not racing, training, and competing like me, but you want better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support, increased mental clarity and focus, and to give your body the nutrition that it so badly craves, you need to be getting on board with AG1 and its 75 high-quality ingredients. It's a small, easy habit that delivers massive benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash roadman. That's drinkag1.com forward slash roadman and check out this amazing offer. Details are all in today's show notes. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. This week, we saw the announcement of the parkour that is the route of the 2024 Tour de France and the 2024 Tour de France Femme editions. And the excitement is palpable. I'm almost giddy. It's only been a few months since we stopped talking about the Tour de France. And here we go again on this beautiful merry-go-round. Now today I'm going to cover what's going to happen in the route of the Tour de France with the men. And I'm going to cover the women, the Tour de France femme next weekend. I was going to do it all together, but it's, it's just too much and it's just too much information. So here we go with the guys first and the girls will be next next week. So the most prestigious cycling event, of course, as we know it, the Tour de France, is going to mark its 111th edition, which is crazy. It's so beautiful how long this has been going on for. What a gorgeous, gorgeous sport steeped in history, steeped in tradition. But there has been a massive change this year and that has the cycling world and us as fans absolutely buzzing and talking about it nonstop. So for the first time in the history of the Tour de France, the iconic Champs-Élysées in Paris is not going to host the grand finale. And the reason behind this departure from this beautiful tradition, and we always look forward to the Champs-Élysées, it is the Sprinters World Cup. It is for the sprinters of the world tour, the ultimate day that they can kind of become world champions in a way. But yeah, this year, because the Olympic Games are scheduled to commence in the French capital, that's going to happen only five days after the tour's conclusion. 
basically it was just going to be a logistical nightmare to organise the ending of the Tour de France and then a couple of days later start the Olympics. So yeah, so that's why it's basically not going to happen in Paris next year. So organisers had to seek an alternative. Now, the other really important thing to note this year that apart from the race ending in Nice, This year has no long transfers. So there's no big travel days that the riders have to do, that they have to take flights. Every single transfer is going to be available to the riders through bus and road. And that's a brilliant, brilliant upturn for the environment and also the riders. And even though when you look at the map of the route, when you look at that map as they imprinted onto the map of France, it does look a little bit stranger than usual. But the grandeur of the Tour de France is still there and it's still very undeniable. And the 2024 edition promises to be a race like no other, a race like no other. We hear that every single year, but yes, it delivers and it's been delivering for the last 111 editions. So the route, that route that was just unveiled, well, it's left riders, it's left teams and it's left us fans eagerly dissecting and awaiting every single inch of the parkour that lies ahead for the 2024 edition. So I want to have a little closer look at the key aspects of the Tour de France 2024, the route. And today I'm really going to focus on two stages that simply cannot be missed. So email your boss tonight for annual leave so you can sit on your couch and watch the entirety of these two stages Or even better, go book yourself some flights and accommodation so you could go and witness it in person. But let's talk about the depart, the grand depart, stage one first, before I get into those two, I think, deciding stages. So the grand depart is from Florence in Italy and the Tour de France this year actually kicks off a little bit earlier than usual and it's going to depart on June 29th. As I said, that's from Florence. Now, I've been to Florence. It's absolutely stunning and it's going to be the most beautiful backdrop for the rollout. The initial stages are going to take riders over the Apennines to the Adriatic coast, which is so stunning. And there's going to be one climb, which is about 25 kilometers from the finish in Rimini. Now, of course, as we expect, the tour offers a huge range of stages that is going to cater and it's going to challenge various riders' strengths and preferences and weaknesses. But as ever, it's also going to bring in that class of a grand tour with some beautiful nods to previous legends because after that opening stage to Rimini where the late Marco Pantini died about 20 years ago stage two rolls out of Cisinatico which was the hometown of Pantini so I love that they're giving these little nods now stage four then starts in the town of Pinerolo and that town is long associated with the great Fausto Coppi after his majestic solar ride from Quino in 1942 so I have to say I just think those little nods to the greats are absolutely beautiful. Stage three then is going to be a sprinter stage. Moving on a few days we then have our first time trial that's going to happen on stage seven that's 25 kilometers from New Saint-Georges to Givry Chamberton. Stage eight is another one really for the sprinters. 
Then we're going to have a rest day. Now, stage nine, this is the one I'm telling you, you got to watch. It's going to be very juicy and it's going to be a very important day. It's a grueling challenge. It's got 14 sectors of gravel. The route designer said that this year it was kind of important to put this in because it's going to break up a series of fairly flat stages and the organisers didn't want to have back-to-back sprint stages. So in total on this stage nine, over the 14 gravel sectors, there's 32 kilometres of gravel. Now, this has already created a bit of a stir within the teams and Remco Avnapol, whom we love, he's already signaled his absolute opposition to the inclusion of gravel roads. He said that there's loads of separate events and championships for gravel. They're already being organised, so kind of leave it out of the Tour de France. And he said, should gravel sections like that still be included in the Grand Tour or in normal races? I really don't think it's necessary. That's what he said. Now, he would be a little bit nervous because Remco hasn't had much luck with gravel sections in big races before. He lost about two minutes on a pretty gnarly gravel road in the 2021 Giro d'Italia. And he actually lost the overall lead in another smaller five day stage race in Spain in 2022. And again, that was on a gravel track. And I get why there would be so much opposition from teams and riders to this amount of gravel in a stage. There's so many opportunities to lose time. You can get mechanics but for spectators it's so exciting it's going to bring so much drama to the race plus we get to pour over the riders choices of bike their tire choice for the day their tire pressure and can kind of geek out on all of that stuff so I am so looking forward to that and they actually almost included a similar stage in the 2019 tour but decided to pull that stage at the last minute because apparently the descents were way too crazy. Oh, and by the way, this stage, stage nine, gravel stage, has loads of climbing too. So there's over 2,000 metres of climbing and it's going to cover 199 kilometres in total. So don't miss that stage. Now stages 12 and 13 are going to be kind of sprinter stages I think, but who knows, maybe breakaway stages. But there's a massive day on stage 15 and it features a huge gargantuan 4,840 metres of climbing over 198 kilometres. And of course, this epic day is on Bastille Day. They have planned it perfectly. So there's going to be fireworks from the riders. You're going to have all the French riders really, really trying to win that day. And of course, hundreds of thousands of fans lining all of the roads and all of the climbs. This is surely going to be one of the most decisive stages of the 2024 Tour de France. So for me, Stage 9 and Stage 15 are the days to watch from the beginning. And of course, we can't miss the finale. As mentioned, the traditional sprint, then the Champs-Élysées in Paris, is going to be replaced with this time trial, a 34-kilometer time trial from Monaco to Nice. And it's going to be a very technical conclusion to the race. We love time trials. Riders have to showcase in this one their uphill time trialing skills and they have to master their descents to perfection. So again, loads of opportunity for us to like geek out on what bikes they're going to ride, what gearing they're going to ride. Are they going to swap bikes? So who knows what's going to happen? 
Okay, so quickly before we go, let's talk about the challengers and the favourites. As the margins of success in the Tour de France are growing slimmer and slimmer every year, we have Jonas Vindegaard, so he's defending his championship. He's gearing up to secure his third victory in 2024, and he's definitely going to want to be going for that hat-trick. But there's a lot of fierce competition. We have Pogaccia, we have Roglic, we have Remco Avnopol. And remember, Roglic has now moved away from Jumbo. So he won't be, the dynamic is totally going to change in the Peloton now that Roglic is with another team and he's not going to be riding with Vingago. It's so, so exciting. We also have Mark Cavendish, the legendary sprinter who was supposed to retire last year, but he has postponed it because he wants to do one more year in pursuit of this record-breaking 35th tour stage win. He wants to break that Eddie Merckx record. But at the launch of the parkour for the 2024 route, he acknowledged the severity of what is ahead of them, particularly the early scheduling of the French Alps, which poses a huge challenge even for the most accomplished riders. And remember, it's very difficult for the sprinters to get over these huge climbs and recover for the sprint days. He said, it's so hard. I'm actually in a bit of shock. It might be the hardest route I've ever seen at the Tour de France. That's what Mark Cavendish said. All the while, Jonas Vingegaard is there rubbing his hands in glee at the event. When he was at that event to release the route, he looked like a Bond villain. <laughs> he had this long black coat on, this black polo neck underneath it. All he was missing was like a cash to stroke. And he said that it might just be the perfect parkour for him. So he is confident. Now, the anticipation builds and there's a lot of road ahead of us before the 111th edition of the beautiful Tour de France. But the route, it looks incredible. I think they've done an amazing job. Now, let's watch in the coming months as the drama of teams, riders, races, injuries, crashes, personalities, leadership battles and more as it all unfolds and all happens and how it's all going to affect the 2024 Tour de France. Until next week, you beautiful cyclists, stay safe. Mwah!